0: Welcome to Auckland Libraries podcast. As we celebrate Pride Month across the country, come and visit a new exhibition called Diversity located at Central City Library at level 2 in the atrium space. Now join us in listening to the interviews recorded on September 2015 for the Rainbow Youth Archives. In the following tracks, you will learn about the coming out stories of seven different Rainbow Youth members.
1: When do you think you you identify um, as a member of the queer community? Was that growing up? Yeah. Early days.
0: I mean, not. I probably secondary school. Like not before then. I wouldn't have even thought. I was just me doing. what, you know, as a in primary school and stuff like that, I, that would have been nothing at all that I ever thought about. Um, at secondary school, I started to get the other people would label, and other people, you know, doing the you're a poor faggot the kind of name calling stuff and then going hmm, what are they what's that what's that about what's going on there um and then seriously questioning my sexuality probably in the last couple of years of secondary school but just wondering questioning not doing anything if you you know about it just kind of Thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. What's going on here? How am I feeling towards this person? That doesn't seem quite normal, you know, <laughs> in terms of how other people are, etc. So that was when I started to kind of think about it. it was mid sixth, 7 four.
1: When you said other people called, yeah, how was that for you? Um,
0: I think generally it was not bad for me. I think I was pretty happy at school. Totally primary school, totally fine. Um, I had good friends, you know, we just kind of rubbed around together, did our stuff, and I wasn't even aware of anything at all, didn't think about anything. Um, but at secondary school, started, I think that's, you know, puberty's kind of kicked in, you're all starting doing that, you start wondering about that sort of thing, people start to form relationships, you know, um, with, and that starts to kind of be a dynamic. And then also, whether you fitting the norm of kind of being a proper male, proper female, filling those roles starts to become more important, maybe, or people are judgmental about that. And so that's when it started. So probably the worst year that I had was probably fourth form, or what they call year 10 now. That was probably the toughest year in terms of being the target of some bullying. Um, a little bit in fifth form not I don't remember really anything in year 9 or third form and then that seemed to everyone seemed to get over themselves by the end of year 11 and I don't remember anything really either in year 12 or year 13 or form 6 or form 7 as we called it so it was just a couple of years where it was a bit of an issue and year 10 was probably the most difficult and it wasn't even then it wasn't that bad like I was not bullied terribly or anything but um, there were a few boys in my year ten kind of core class who made it their mission to kind of be a bit of a pain, <laughs> yeah but I always had good I always had a small circle of really good friends, and because I also had a good you know family kind of thing that. I was I was able to kind of go well. Whatever's going on for you, that's your problem. That's not my problem. You know. Yeah. Every now and then, it would kind of upset me that I think they'd kind of gone over the board and I'd kind of didn't get it. You know. But I'm never. It didn't affect me terribly. Yeah.
1: So your family was supportive, or were they aware of any? any uh,
0: well, I haven't, I don't know. I mean, we haven't had conversations like where they've kind of said, "Oh, we always knew," <laughs> or. That's no surprise to us. Um, I didn't come out probably until I was about twenty-one in terms of proper coming out, when having the sit-down conversation. Look, mum, look, dad, you know, got something to say. Um, but they they were totally fine with it when we did have that conversation, and I think I probably thought they would be so. Just in terms of, you know, the dynamics in terms of my parents and, you know, their, how they believe, how they, their philosophies, their thoughts about stuff. I didn't think it would be too much of an issue, um, but it still meant, it was still, you know, still a bit of nervousness just to kind of see exactly what it was, how it would go. And then similarly with my siblings, you know, I didn't really have any concerns that, uh, anything like that. Like, we're not a religious family at all, so there was none of that. Um, My dad is an atheist, my mum probably is just agnostic, and so we never went to church, we never had any kind of church thing going on, so there was none of that kind of issue. And my parents would both be on the liberal side of things anyway, so that was never really a massive issue, it was more, um, you know, whether they'd be, a bit disappointed or whether they'd, you know, but nothing about kind of worrying about being judged or really anything like that occurred.
1: How was that for you then though? If, if you had a supportive family and, and and friends, as you said, and siblings, sound like you're very lucky I think I was, person. and for the
0: time, you know, I don't know, that was in the eighties. Well, growing up you know, in terms of it's good, that, low, I finished school in 84, was my seventh form year finished in 84. And in that kind of early 80s, you know, the AIDS thing was quite, around that time, that was quite a big story, big kind of concern, big issue. Um, and then we got into kind of the homosexual law, so homosexual law reform, that was around and the kind of moving on that before I came out, kind of just, just prior. And, but I had already started thinking, maybe I am gay, um, before homosexual law reform had happened. Um, and I was a little bit involved in, that. there was a group, you've probably heard of them, but you may, maybe not, called um, HUG, Heterosexuals Unafraid of Gays. And, um, and I was kind of on the periphery of kind of working with some people, I like just going to the odd kind of meeting as a member of HUG or to support what HUG was doing. Um, I met some gay, some openly gay people, you know, when I went to university and because I was part, I was quite involved in um, human rights kind of stuff at uni. And so there was lots of people kind of doing things together. Um, And I was part of a men against sexism group and anti-racism group. And that kind of coalesced that there were, there were lesbian women and gay men who were involved in those who I got to know. And I was also involved in drama, kind of, you know, acting stuff, and knew some gay people through there. So I started... Because prior to that, I knew no one who was gay. Like, I wouldn't have known anyone who was gay at all growing up, and it would have been something that was just not really spoken about, talked about, just, you know, knew they're out there. When you're older, you hear some stuff. But there was... I had no... I knew no one. knew knew no one who was like you know who was gay in any open way. Yeah. So what else did you ask the question? You like, do just let me ramble on. <laughs> right?
1: That's what we want. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about challenges and how yeah. it was growing up and all that. I was about to go back and actually ask you. You said there's a couple of years you said you don't really remember. Do you think is because you started caring less before the uni uni um, time that you're talking about, I wanted to take it back, so you don't really remember them. Is that because you were caring less or because there was less bullying? Ah, so, yeah, so, so
0: Year 10 was the, you know, that was there was a bit of bullying in that year that was a bit of an issue, still carried over a bit into Year 11 or Form 5, as it was called, but not too bad. By year 12 and 13, you know, those last couple of years, I think, as I said, most people had kind of, they were just interested in themselves and you could be yourself and it wasn't too much of an issue. Um, But in year 13, or that last year of school, that was when I was really seriously questioning, and maybe I am gay. Um, I had a friendship with, um, like, a, a guy at school who I kind of thought, hmm maybe I feel more for him than is normal (laughs) Um, and that made me probably kind of seriously wonder you know so I suppose I had a crush he was a he was a good he was a good friend but I think I probably had a crush on him Um, and and in my second form English class we one of our tasks that we had to do was keep a journal it was just an activity that we were asked to do and it was partly responding to the literature and the stuff we were reading, but it was also more personal. And I wrote some personal stuff in there around this issue, like to my, t- knowing my teacher was going to read it, so I knew that that would occur. So I was, I suppose I was, you know, wanting her feedback, wanting her opinion about that. So I did write in there, you know, maybe, you know, for this guy, maybe I feel more for him than I should, I'm not 100% sure, but I think maybe I might be gay. Um, and she replied back, you know, right into the margins of stuff, um, in that kind of, um, oh, this is, you know, thanks for sharing, you know, it's really brave of you to kind of share this stuff, and, um, you know, I won't do anything with your... You know information that you've given me, you know, um, but here's a few thoughts or a few things you might kind of think about. Um, and then I shared it with a, my very close circle of friends. So, th- towards the end of seventh form, I shared that journal with this close circle of friends, including the guy <laughs> who I mentioned that I had the crush on. So,
1: when he had his name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So so his reaction obviously was quite important in terms of how he responded to that. Anyway, my the the girlfriends that I had were kind of like, Oh, you know, whoever you are, that's you know, that'll be fine, you know, it's not an issue sort of thing. And then he was like, um Thanks for being honest about that. It's, you know, um, I'm kind of, you know, that's flattering, um, but, you know, I'm not interested, you know, just so you know, I'm not interested. I'm not kind of, you know, I'm not gay at all sort of thing. But, you know, happy to still be friends sort of stuff. So, and that was that was fine. It was all kind of good. Um, and as I said, I didn't really do anything. It wasn't, I didn't, come out formally although I suppose that is a coming out sort of it was certainly the first step on the way but that was so that was with my friends and then I suppose the first person who read it would have been my teacher <laughs> my seventh form teacher and then it was a very close circle of friends um, and then nothing happened for a few years you know I went to uni got involved in this stuff um, met lots of different people um, started to be a lot more Involved and in, I had been involved at school in the peace movement, so um, we'd started up our own kind of peace movement at my local college that I was kind of the head of, and I mean we did marches, and this was before New Zealand was nuclear free, wow. and so it was because eighty four was when that kind of longy government came in that then became nuclear free, and so there'd been this really big movement to make kind of the North Shore nuclear free or Auckland City nuclear free and we were part of that. Um, Anyway, then went to uni, got involved, as said, in the the Men Against Sexism group and anti-racism kind of work and groups, met people there, some who were openly kind of gay, and then maybe 1987, so about three years around, anyway, then went to the University of Gays, the Uni Gays, it was called at the time, don't know what it's called now. So UniQ. UniQ, yeah, so that's what it's yeah. called now. So it's called UniGays, I think it was called then. So I went to a meeting there um, and I knew that, and I had a friend who was gay who was involved in UniGays who I'd met through the Men Against Sexism group. And so that gave me the confidence to kind of go to a meeting. And then I never looked back. And then kind of, you know, became someone who was like, I'd go do everything, I'd do everything, um, and then start become one of the people who organizes stuff and become an you know, activist, you know, just transferring activism from the peace movement and that, and then moving activism into the gay rights kind of agenda as well.
1: You've been listening to Auckland Libraries podcast. You can find further information on our SoundCloud page or see the Auckland Libraries website.